What's up and how are you? This is Sean Neville's podcast host for the Shape America podcast and the Shape America 2021 convention has gone virtual and it's our pleasure to have you join us Tuesday, April 13th through Saturday, April 17th for the same quality professional learning, networking opportunities and the chance to kick back and have fun from the comfort of your office or at home. Join us for five days of fun as you hear from our guest speakers and witness some of the best professional development our industry has to offer from the best in the field and also several engagement opportunities, including wellness sessions, coffee talks, and lunch and learns. Register now and let's make the 2021 Shape America Virtual Convention one you won't forget. Thanks for listening and enjoy this episode of the Shape America podcast starting now. What's up and how are you, Sean Nevels, uh, your CDC COVID-19 Project Director and host for the Shape America podcast, back. And we have another leader in the house today for our listeners. Um, and normally I do riffs when I do these podcasts, but I did a pretty, pretty long and extensive one to kick off 2021 on leadership when we had Stephanie Morris on, uh, Shape America CEO. That's episode 133. So take, take the first five minutes of that episode and let's apply it to this episode because we have another great leader um, in the health and physical education world. And it's always an absolute honor to talk to the leaders and just kind of hear their path, hear their direction. And, you know, just put that into the context of health and physical education. So I will stop there. And without further ado, we have curriculum specialists of health and physical education from uh, Milwaukee Public Schools and Shape America President Brett Fuller on. Mr. Fuller, President Fuller, how are you? I'm great, Sean. Thank you for having me on board. For sure. And, you know, for, for our listening audience, we originally had this scheduled um the day, the inauguration day, January 20th, but we had to reschedule, but that gave me some time to watch the inauguration and all that good stuff. So it was, it was cool though, at, at the moment to have our president schedule on inauguration day, but we still got him and we are here now. So Brett, real quick, you are the Shape America president. Mm -hmm. Tell, tell, tell our audience just your path to this point. Uh, you know, I've been in, Milwaukee Public Schools for 27, no, actually 28 years now. Um, but I, you know, I'm from Wisconsin, born and bred in Wisconsin, small, small town boy. Uh, I went to University of Wisconsin Whitewater. Uh, had my opportunity to attend my first national convention uh, in 1990 uh, as a senior at UW Whitewater, and that was down in New Orleans. Uh, had an incredible time. Uh, I was uh, an on and off member of Shape America at the time, AFERD. Uh, for many years, uh, and it was right around uh, 2000, sorry, 1993 is when I came to Milwaukee uh, Public Schools, and then in 2007, after I've been teaching for 14 years, uh, high school physical education, a little bit of health, um, I became the curriculum specialist for health and PE, and I started getting more involved with the state association at that point. I uh, felt it was really important to raise, uh, raise the profile in my school district. And so then I started uh, volunteering with our association, then became a board member. And I was a luck, lucky to be a board member for eight years um, uh, within Wisconsin Health and Physical Education uh, in many capacities, including, including present uh, and past president. 
Um, it was right also around that time that I got more, got back involved with uh, AFRIT at the time. Um, and then somewhere in that er uh, time frame, I became a member of uh, the NASPE board uh, and was a, a board member there and very proud to have been on the task force that uh, rewrote the, um, uh, the uh, dodgeball position statement that we're currently using. And it was really interesting is a lot of people end up going the route that I end up going, uh, end up doing a lot of district service. And I have not been a district president or been on the district board uh, within uh, AFERT or Shape America. Um, I was actually sitting at my desk one, uh, one afternoon uh, at work and I got a phone call from Artie Camilla, uh, who was a board member for Shape America at the time. And he goes, Brett, um, I would really want you to run for board of directors and I almost fell out of my chair because I really had not even thought about it at that point. And he and I talked and I talked it over with my wife and talked it over with my supervisors and MPS and they said, go for it. And it took me three tries to get, uh, or two tries to get uh, nominated to be on the board. And then um, and then while on the board, um, it was really funny. I was, I was talking with uh, Stephanie Morris and saying, you know, I've been at this point uh, 10 years on a, a board of one form or another. And I said, I'm looking forward to a little time off. And she laughed and said, well, I was actually gonna talk with you because I wanted you to run for, think you about you running for president. <laughs> and um, thought about that and uh, decided to run for president. And, uh, and that's how I got in this role. I, I'm very proud to be here. Um, it's, it's not necessarily a path I thought I would do it at, at any point, but you know, when, uh, when you're a servant leader, when you're, you're there to uh, support your students, support the teachers who you're working with, um, uh, there's no greater calling than what we do as, as we, uh, volunteer leaders within our national and state associations, because we impact, uh, we impact teachers all over the country with the, with the work that we do, the behind the scenes work. It's not the work of working in front of the kids, which is the most important work, but I don't think our teachers could do what we do without the work that's done by Shape America and our state associations. You know, that's just, that's an absolutely amazing path. Just kind of taking my notes here and looking at your timeline. You're talking about, you know, 1990 being your first convention on to 2020. And now you're the shape president. So that's absolutely amazing. And just just a quick reminder for our listening audience, you know, make sure you check out the shape virtual convention. Um, Registration is open now. Um, well, I, I'm going to jump in right there because it's a really great book note because it didn't hit me until until uh, about a month ago. Uh, where are we going to be in 2022 for our first face-to-face -face convention after the pandemic? We're going to be back in New Orleans. Hey! That'll my, and that'll be my my last year. There'll be I will be stepping down as past president at that convention. And so it's kind of a great bookend to a long a long time uh, as part of my career. You know, uh, it's just kind of funny how. You know, my first national convention uh, was in New Orleans, and, and now I'll end up, uh, I'll be ending my service time as uh, board president, past president uh, in New Orleans. It's just kind of a funny way of that, that working out. For sure. Not to date myself too much. My my first effort at the time was, um, let's see, 2008 in Texas as a future professional. So baby Sean going down to Texas from Missouri, having a good time and learning a lot of great things. So, you know, now you're, you know, you're the president, so you're on the board and, you know, beginning of this month, January being, um, we had, you know, our board meeting and a lot of, just a lot of great news 
coming out of the board meeting, you know, we, you know, we're talking about the virtual convention, but also the national health education standards. And you don't necessarily have to talk about those things, but what, what were some of the big takeaways that you have from the board meeting? You know, I, I love the board meetings. It's, and for people who um, have never been part of any board, um, uh, the national boards are always different from the state boards. And so it's, it's always a great learning experience. You know, when you're working in a state board, in most cases, you're doing a lot of the day-to-day -day work of the association, answering questions for a very small staff. Um, and while uh, at the national level, uh, we get the, the joy and pleasure of that 3,000 foot view. We're, we're there to really talk about what should our direction be and help with, with the mission and vision uh, and establish that for our association. Because we've got people like you and Stephanie and the rest of the team who actually do that day-to-day -day business. So that's really the fun part about the board. It's a very different experience uh, than if you have done work at the state level, but it's still really valuable because we, 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 we give that direction. And um, so it's great hearing all the wonderful things going on. Um, it's amazing to me uh, what in incredible work has been done by Shape America in the last year, uh, considering everything that's going on. And it's always done in such a positive light. And what, how can we move forward and take the next step? So that's in generalities. Um, uh, specifics, uh, things that stood out for me for the board. Uh, number one uh, is, again, it's part of that pivot that we're doing with Shape America. I'm really excited about uh, Speak Out Day coming up. Uh, you know, we're gonna have to do it virtually. Well, here's the best part about it. Since we're doing it virtually, I, I'm really thinking we might be able to get more people to participate than ever before. Because uh, if we can get people from every state to agree to try to find the time to go and visit their national legislate, uh, legislative representatives, excuse me, um, on that day, you know, that's gonna be a lot more than the, the, the couple hundred people we usually get there. It's gonna be fantastic. So I'm really excited about what, uh, what Carly's putting together, uh, Carly Wright's putting together from Shape America for us to move forward and do the speak out days. It sounds really phenomenal. And it won't just be one day, it'll work within people's schedules because we have to work within the schedules of the, the people in Congress. And so um, I'm really excited about that. Uh, the second thing then, and you touched on it, national convention. Uh, I love the National Convention. And um, as you introduced, you know, my role right now is as a curriculum specialist for health and physical education for a large urban district. Um, there's only two of me full-time people like who have my position in the state of Wisconsin that I'm aware of. Uh, almost all the other people who do some of the work that I do are also teachers and, uh, and do, do it part-time or they don't have anybody at all and someone who doesn't even have any background in health and physical education we're not as common as a teacher. And so when I go to our state convention, I don't have many people to really talk about the things that I have to worry about on a day-to-day -day basis. That's really important to me at the national level. Uh, the national convention is my way of, of connecting with people who do what I do on a regular basis. And, and really um, I'm missing the fact that we don't get to have that face-to-face -face opportunity uh, like we have had for, uh, that I've had for 14 years uh, ever since ever moving in this position. Um, and that's probably one of the coolest things that's happening at the National Convention. We are going to be trying to replicate those types of face-to-face, -face, not the traditional having the go and observe and participate in a webinar, because that's what the National Conventions are gonna be. You're gonna sit in there and do this national learning. There's gonna be created opportunities to do those 
small get-togethers with people and have it have those conversations, those rich dialogues. That what we have put together, and I should say, and I'm saying we because I'm part of Shape America, but what Shape America staff has put together is really exciting because uh, they're going to find different ways to encourage those networking opportunities that you miss when you go and do most other uh, online professional developments. And so that was really exciting to me and I cannot wait for the national convention. Matter of fact, I'm planning on releasing uh, either a little pitch myself on Twitter about the national convention, talking a little bit about this uh, sometime within the next uh, three to five days. It just depends on my my work schedule when I can uh, get uh, get a few minutes to, to videotape myself and, and put it out on Twitter. So I'm, I'm excited to do that. But the reality comes down to is national convention is going to be different than probably any other professional development teachers have been able or have participated in, even at the state level. Uh, so I look forward to that. I really do. That's really exciting. And, and then know. probably some of the most significant news that has happened um, to our association is what you alluded to earlier. And I was so excited. Again, I had nothing to do with this, but boy, am I excited that uh, Shape America now owns the rights to the National Health Education Standards. These standards were put together by a coalition of uh, health education and uh, other associations back in the, you know, 2007, I think is when they were published and they were so needed and they're groundbreaking at that time. But the American Cancer Society um, has, was the owner of those and they were not able uh, because of changing priorities and they're not in the school health uh, field like Shape America is. Uh, and so uh, we worked with them and talked to them and uh, we now own those standards and you will see some great things coming out because of that. Uh, number one is first off, they have to be revised and we are going to work with any, uh, any agency that is in the health field who wants to be part of this, we want to put together a similar coalition uh, that was put together by uh, the CDC uh, and the American Cancer Society uh, ran it back in uh, 2007, 2005, I think is when we first, they first started doing the work. So I'm excited by that, that we get to do this. But the other part about it is now we actually can really tie together the health education standards with our physical education standards. Because we know, um, and I always tell people, you know, Shape America is about, is the society of health and physical educators. It's not just physical educators. We are both because it's two sides of one coin. And so we share, share that one part there. It's two sides of one coin. Health and PE need to be hand in hand. And you're gonna be seeing some great connections, uh, stronger connections than we had before because of that. So fantastic news coming out. People need to, if they want to be part of the whole process, please check out on social media and the Shape America website um, as Shape America gets through the process of developing uh, how we're going to invite people to the task force to do the writing. And even if you're not on the initial writing task force, there's going to be additional uh, places for review. Uh, so please uh, stay tuned. I'm really excited about this. This is phenomenal news for, for our profession. And I just keep telling, you know, in our previous conversation, I think I've had it maybe with Carly and then also Stephanie is, and you said it, I, I'll put it as simple as, as I can be. The national health education standards are coming back home, are coming home. <laughs> you know? yep. what, what better, you know, organization to have it than the Society of Health and Physical Educators? We serve members, members and, you know, 
professionals like you, like, you know, our different various councils, you know, this is a member driven organization. So to have it and to really get that input from members, from groups like the CDC, which will, you know, will take part in this as well. It's just so amazing. So, you know, good things to look out for there. And then also back to the convention, the small engagement piece. Yeah, it's a, you know, it's going to be a lot of the virtual sessions, but then there's still that engagement with the coffee talks, the lunch and learns. I know I'm hosting a coffee, a few coffee talks um, for educators and, you know, for resources and conversations. And then also the lunch and learns is just a kind of a different kind of session to still get information and still be engaged. And then also mindful that, you know, my wellness, wellness, um, minutes and all that and then you know afternoon engagement so it's it's pretty robust so once again make sure you're paying attention to that uh on the shape america virtual conference page we'll probably drop that in the link go ahead and don't forget also we will still be announcing all of our teachers of the years and also all the other national award winners for 2021 so uh it's, it's going to be a great celebration that week for sure so next next question and and you're a part of the work, equity, diversity, inclusion, you know, it's, it's one of those things. And, you know, when I started, when I started this role back in August of 2020, it was something that I was still kind of learning and what that meant for our profession, but more importantly, what it meant for education, because as I've said plenty of times on the podcast, you know, um, this pandemic, you know, COVID-19 has exacerbated the inequities in our society and in our systems and, um, you know, on down through the content of it all. So, and, you know, SHAPE has made its commitment to EDI. And I know you're a part of the, the task force. Is that correct? Um, and yes, I'm, I'm actually, I've been participating in, and it's no longer task force. That's also one of the, the great, the great things that's happened, uh, in, the, in this last year, it didn't happen in the December or January board meeting, it happened in actually in August, is that this Shape America board uh, made the decision to not uh, keep the task force a task force to make it a committee. Because a task force uh, really is usually a short term, and we know this is not a short term problem. This right, right. That's really uh, and that's, that yeah. is on me. I keep saying task force, but yes, even better, it is a committee. So yes, yeah, has made that commitment, basically that long-term commitments EDI. So keep going. I'm sorry. Oh, no problems. Uh, you know, um, coming from Milwaukee public schools and, and, and teaching in the city of Milwaukee and being an educator in our, in our wonderful city for the last you know 28 years, um, what people and I, I mentioned this. Uh, I, I mentioned this all the time. But people don't understand is that uh, first off, um, Milwaukee is a great small city. Uh, I love the city. It's it's a it's got a, a wonderful culture. We are the city of festivals. If you are here during a non-pandemic time, you any weekend of the summer there is a cultural festival of some kind going on, uh, and uh, it is we've got incredible music programs and those festivals are always music. We got Summerfest, the world's largest music festival uh, is held in Milwaukee. So there's lots of wonderful things going on. But we are also considered one of the most segregated cities in the country. And, um, and living and working in our community um, and coming from a small town where there was, you know, not many people of color. Uh, uh, it 
it was one of those things coming, it was a culture shock to me coming in and working in the city. And as I've said before, I came in and I did what a lot of teachers did, a lot of white teachers did. And, uh, you know, I was colorblind, because that's what I tried telling people. And it took me a long time to learn that that actually wasn't true. I wasn't colorblind. Um, I just acted like I was. It took me a long time to learn how uh, wrong that type of position is. And it's, and it's been one of those things that I've been working on personally my entire career, and I will never be done. And even when I'm done retired, I need to keep on learning because that's still one of the hardest things for me to accept is that as an educator, I'm part of a racist system, a system that actually does not support people equitably, even in an urban district. Um, it is just one of those things that's hard for me to accept at times uh, and, and wrestle with. And it's one of those areas also that uh, when we start looking at Shape America, we have our own uh, racist policies and procedures uh, that have been around for decades. Talking to past presidents, they said, yeah, we've been talking about this uh, since I was on uh, the president of the board and some of these presidents were 20 years ago and nothing ever changes. And so when I was fortunate enough to be on Judy Lobianco's board when she was president and in our final meeting of her board, when we put together uh, the task force and said, this needs to be something we address. And then Jamie took it up and continued to support it. Um, I was looking at, at what my goals for the year had to be. And talking with uh, staff, talking with people still in the community, talking with other people who are saying, we're still not, you know, you got this task force, what has it done? And the reality is it was Jamie's year was the first year that it was operational, if you think about this. So it's only been operating for about 18 months now, you know? Uh, and so uh, they did a lot that first year, but no one could see it because as I said in early on, we're at the 3000 foot view at Shape America. And there's things that are happening behind the scenes that the, the average teacher um, or a college professor who, uh, who's a member uh, doesn't see. Uh, but I came and I said, okay, I, I get that. But we have to have actionable change. We have to have things that we are doing that not only can we say, here's what the, the, we've done with our EDI committee, but here's what Shape America is also doing. So what's some of the actionable change that we're, we're working on? And so that is, that's been my focus. And I keep on coming back. Okay, that's great. Uh, wonderful things that we're looking at doing here. But where's the action in this? It's not just about us, about us talking. So uh, an example of uh, some actionable change has been that our uh, EDI committee uh, under Jamie's watch uh, reviewed all of the policies and procedures uh, around our toy selection. And they gave feedback that the Shape America uh, uh, staff took and then took to the nominations committee. And so we've changed some of our policies and procedures for how we are uh, selecting toys to make certain that we are doing so in a more equitable fashion. And I'm gonna say more equitable because you know what? I don't think we're there yet. I still think that we're going, that we've got a long ways to go. And the same goes for what's happening with anybody nominated uh, or wants to run for uh, uh, any of the uh, elected positions within Shape America. So that's, that's an actual thing that happened under Jamie's watch when it comes to uh, Shape America, uh, policies and procedures. We are also are looking at then, um, looking uh, to the future. How are our, standards written 
Um, and are we looking at them from an equitable lens? Uh, so there's lots of things that this committee is going to be doing and then thus hopefully influencing and teaching the Shape America staff um, and we'll start changing our culture to be more equitable. Uh, and that's, I want to see ch change. It cannot be what's been going on for decades and decades. As I have said um, in some of my Twitter uh, communications about this, we are dealing with the pandemic right at one national crisis, but that's not the only national crisis that we've dealt with in this last year. The, the social injustice that has been brewing uh, for decades uh, really came to a head last year. And my hope is that we continue uh, having these conversations as, as a nation um, and, and that we can start making some real change for all of the people in our, in our country. Now, the thing is, that's great to say as someone here, but I'm, I'm not in national politics. So what, do I, what am I doing? I'm, I'm going to impact the things I think I can impact. And that's my total surroundings. What am I doing at my school district level? We are gonna be reviewing all of our health and physical education curricula to see if we are doing something that is actually contributing to social injustice within our own curriculum. That's what I'm doing in my district. But I'm also trying to make certain that we are looking at ourselves uh, much stronger at the national level within, within Shape America. And you know, I can just absolutely hear the passion in your voice for you know the work that you're doing and the work ahead for shaping all of our health and physical education when we talk about equity and why, once again, it's important to have the health and physical education standards, especially during this time to make sure that piece is, is in there. Um, and then also, it's funny, you said, I'm not into politics. I've never heard a president say I'm not into politics. So I think uh, you heard it here first, a president says they're not necessarily in politics. <laughs> so one more and we'll let you go, Brett. Um, and I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna tap, I'm gonna tap into your passion one last time for this last question. And to kind of set set the stage, we when we first met, it was back when the world was still normal, right? It was February 2020 um, at the WISC conference, the Shape yeah. WISC conference in in uh, Illinois, in Chicago. Um, little did we know what would happen the next month and then then after, but. Um, you know, it was it was great. Uh, it was great to meet a lot of the shape people. Then I got to meet, you know, yourself, uh, Jamie in person, um, Stephanie, just, you know, a lot of people involved with this work. Um, but you were a very humble person. And I didn't even know at the time you, had, you were running for president or anything like that. So lo and behold, now you're president. Oh, wait, I knew I met that guy. <laughs> but when you came in, I'm pretty sure when you were running, you know, a, a global pandemic wasn't in your cards, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> but when you when you took the position, you came in um, with the motto of stronger together. And it meant so much during this time for just the obvious reasons, because we know as educators, specifically health and physical educators, we need each other regionally, locally, nationally to, to get the, to get do our own jobs. This, you know, we're going to usher in a new president this year, but, you know, you still have that motto until, you know, we hear from the next person what their, 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 their vision is. Why, why is Stronger Together, how does that translate just after the pandemic? You know, what's the legacy behind that? Well, a little bit, I think, has to go with why it was selected in the first place. I had no clue what my motto was going to be. I was struggling with that 
Um, when I was president of uh, Wisconsin Health and Physical Education, my motto was we're built to move. I, I truly believe that. And, but um, that too much has a, a connotation of only health only, uh, sorry, PE only in some cases. And, um, uh, but it was amazing what happened when I saw what was happening within my district in state and across the country, how people were coming together to support each other when we went virtual last year. And um, I think many times uh, teachers are very protective of their, what they've developed, their own intellectual property, even though they may not sell it. They're like, there's, there's an attitude I've heard from some teachers said, uh, I, I did my work, someone else needed to do their own work. And that kind of went out the window for, for most, I felt like last year. Uh, it was just amazing to watch how people came together. So the Stronger Together initially was um, in praise of what I saw was happening. We were stronger together. And, uh, and that's what I don't want us to lose, all right? So the, the next question, you, you, you hit on a great question that I've actually been talking about internally with, um, within Milwaukee Public Schools and with, with the board and the, uh, the EC and the board, uh, the executive committee, is what do we do next, okay? How do we, and, and, and I'm gonna rephrase it a little bit, We've learned so much in this last year. What is it that we can take when we're back to normal? You know, uh, it, it's one of those things. I, I, I talk with my teacher. Matter of fact, I got a professional development with all my uh, K through eight health and physical education teachers this afternoon, and it's part of my conversation with them. Is you've learned so many skills you never knew you were going to have. Okay, so then what are you going to do with those next year when you're back teaching face to face with your kids? Because guess what? What you learned this year can translate and can be used. And so that's what I really want people is to, to not forget all the things that we learned this year. And, and I think Stronger Together can still be that motto because it's like, we, and as a reminder to what we all went through together. And then how can we not forget that and, and be better educators because of it? And I think that is what's happened. A lot of health and physical education teachers never used video or never used any other technology. I was working with one gentleman yesterday who was kind of technophobic, and I was amazed at everything that he was doing. And he was excited about it. He's like, I, he says, I've never used Google Classroom before. I knew how to open up, and that was it. And he was talking about all the things he's doing with his kids with the Google Classroom. I said, you got to keep that next year. And that's what I want us to do with Stronger Together. We've got we've to keep remembering how everything we went through this year everything we went through, and then how do we move forward? By the way, that doesn't happen by accident. And so you got to come up with a plan. And that's what I, I'm talking with the EC about, is what can we talk about and do to, to help people remember that, okay, when you're back in your gymnasiums, or you're back in your health classrooms, or you're back um, in the fitness centers, what did we learn? And, and so what can we carry forward? Because every experience is a learning experience. So, that, so I don't necessarily have an answer, but it's, it's what I want us to try to figure out how we can not forget everything we've learned because there's going to be this, there's going to be this will, willingness to go back and it's everything's normal. We can go back to what we always did before. And it can't be that way. We have to keep progressing as a people um, and as educators. And you know, the big word I use for that is evolution. You know, we have to evolve. I mean, and you, you just said you said it brilliantly. You know, we have we have we've adapted. We've adapted for years as health and physical educators. Yep. Now, if anything, during this time, we have to evolve. 
because when things go back to whatever the next normal looks like, you know, all those skills that we've used during this time, we want those to translate because we want to be health and physical education for the next normal of the 21st century, right? So, you know, brilliantly stated. And I'm going to steal one there though, because look, so if you're involved, and I love that, that phrase, um, how about then we have to resist the temptation to devolve back to what we used to do. I really yes. I, Yes. For sure. Yeah. That's hey, no going back after this. No going back. I, I say it, I say it so many times when get, when we hit 2030 and if there's ever if there's another pandemic in 10, 15 years, if we haven't evolved from 2020 and 2021, then man, we 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 didn't do ourselves any justice and we didn't do justice in education. So with that said, President Fuller. Thank you for being on. Um, how do we follow you? I know you got some good dad memes that you always share. What's the best way to follow you? And any last words? Uh, no, just everybody, please stay safe and healthy, you know, and keep on learning uh, for your students. I mean, that's that's what we have to do. We got to learn so our students, so we can support our students better. And that's what, what this is all about. So thank you very much, everyone. All right. Thank you so much. Sean Nels from Shape America. Everybody to the listeners, thank you for listening. Take care. Thank you to President Brett Fuller for joining us on the Shape America podcast to talk about his journey to becoming president and the great things Shape has to offer. As always, please take the time to share your feedback and rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Thanks for listening. This podcast was made possible through the national co collaboration to promote health, wellness, and academic success of school-aged children, a 1601 cooperative agreement with the Dissenters for Disease Control and Prevention.